This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. We all have this kind of understanding of our of our you know consciousness. Where do you fit in when it comes to talking about consciousness and really what it is and what it's all about? So consciousness for me started when I heard this voice in my head giving me advice. When I really started listening to the voice, I, I found there was two voices. There was a voice that kind of said, oh, try it this way. And there was a voice that said, "Try it. you should try it this way. So once I recognized I could have thought about thought, that's consciousness. I can have an idea that is what feels like not my own, where I then can choose in my being to action, to think, to process, to ponder, and there's a million other things, to feel. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases without spending more than 10 minutes a day? Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Dan Brew. You have always been known as having many areas of expertise, including being a visionary, a leader, photographer, creative thinker, health guru, writer, and actor, to name a few. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, Roger. Really, really nice to meet you. You as well. And man, I learned something right before we started here that you are, you are in the midst of a major move. Transitioning. Transitioning. Tell us about that. You're on your way to Ecuador. Ecuador. You know, it has been my dream for a really long time to live internationally. I lived internationally before in Australia for about a year and a half. And 
kind of fell in love with the culture of all cultures. And the more I'm around culture, the more I find that I have this self-growth that happens. And this, just experiencing the world in its fullness, being truly present. The way the U.S. has been positioning itself in a lot of ways, where consumerism is at the key, at the highest. And a lot of times I'm finding that I can get sucked into that pretty easily just because it's everywhere. And what I realized is if I can find a way to be living internationally where I, and I looked for five things, the five things were I would like a cost of living that's affordable. So I can really invest in my business the way I would like to. Currently, let's say you've got a $4,000, $3,000, $5,000 budget that you run a month. You can experience everything you experience for that $5,000 for $2,000. And you can spend the additional three to invest in your business, invest in their community, invest in yourself. And it really changes the entire mindset of how it works. It also allows you to slow down in a way where we've actually got to experience recently with this whole, you know, kind of great pause, if you will. And it's been, it's been a really intriguing move to this new location where I'm at, this intermediary period, because the borders are closed. You know, we, we would have moved a lot sooner if the borders, and now we're in a kind of a limbo. And I'm grateful for the limbo because we get to kind of practice that slowing pace while still being in America. It's, it's been a really positive thing through and through. The second thing I searched for was I wanted it to be easy for pets to come through the borders. And we have three dogs, two cats. It was really important that I could make sure that they were never in danger of having to stay in a quarantine for three weeks at a time. Australia was much more strict and the pets had to stay in the US. So I never wanted to leave them again. And that was really important for myself and my partner, Natalie. Uh, we were looking for a place where they spoke English and their own language. Because I think whenever you walk into a place and you don't have that English, you are immediately at a disadvantage and an advantage because you're learning a new language is great. But if you still want to run a business and be involved, it kind of puts you in a different section. So having English was important. Uh, fresh fruit, fresh veggies, fresh water was critical. You know, I wanted a place where we could really have the GMO stuff no longer being pressed in so hard. The che Cheetos are my thing. Like I, <laughs> I will eat Cheetos all day long. <laughs> and I find that having a little bit of separation where I have a choice to eat more vegetables is really positive. And then I, I love the idea where I could have the community be supported, where I could hire someone to help me with the maintenance of my day-to-day -day life. Cooking, cleaning, the, the stuff where I can pay someone a really, really phenomenal salary to build a team around me where we're encouraging each other to be our best selves. So when I saw those five things, it kind of led me to the Czech Republic had it, uh, Malta had it, and Ecuador had it. And there's a lot of other ones, but when you look at flights over and pets and all the things, those three, and eventually Czech was too landlocked. Malta, a little bit too expensive, flight-wise to get back and forth, and Ecuador was the one. We landed on it, and we said, you know what, now it's time to sell all of our stuff. We sold it. We, uh, we really minimized down, and we made this intermittent move to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, where there's a big lake, and we get to sail for the summer, and then we will head off to Ecuador, and when the borders open up, and make it a reality. So it's, it's really exciting, and I hope that I can encourage others to think a little bit outside the box on you want these dreams to be 
have this mansion, you want these dreams to have these things, you can have those and you don't necessarily have to do them the way the American dream maybe looks. Because with online work nowadays, you know, internet connection's a big deal and they've got phenomenal internet connection, fiber to the curb. And when you have a fiber connection, you've got everything you have here, the same way we're speaking here, you can speak with someone there in the United States. And that's a really incredible opportunity. Wow. Dan, that's just awesome. What a, what a, what a great thing you're doing. And it, it's just, um, I could only imagine the feeling. The first question I have is, what did yeah. it feel like to sell all your stuff? <sighs> We're still getting punches and waves of it. Uh, for me, I've done it before. For Natalie, she's never done it before. And it was me kind of encouraging her and, and pulling her along, dragging her along at times to say like, this is really a great thing. Let's try this out, let's do this. But it's initially, it's let's do it. This sounds like a great idea. I'm a little bit nervous, but the idea of the, the carrot of Ecuador is very, makes it easy. Once you're in the process of selling, we had to make this list. What, the fun part about it was we created a list of every item we had in the home. And we ended up having 10,000 plus things. When you look at pens, hangers, blankets, beds, plugs, cords, like when you really itemize everything, you start seeing that we have so much abundance here. And it's such a blessing. It's so cool how quickly Amazon sends us stuff. It really is such a blessing. But it can be such a, a trick on the other hand as well. So it was fun to itemize first, decide what we wanted to keep, choose what we were going to sell. That was a process. And it took about three weeks to do. I procrastinated a little bit on the selling part. I got a little bit nervous because I didn't really want people coming through my home in an estate sale. It made me feel a certain way. So I wanted to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. I wanted to sell it on, try some, maybe even go to a place and have one person buy it all. That was my dream. Have everyone just, it's sold. And that didn't work out. So after all was said and done, we ended up having, Facebook Marketplace did a lot of it of just three days of, because we have, five days to sell of our stuff. And speaking of which, we never wanted to move so quickly. The whole plan was let's put our house on the market. It's gonna take a while to sell and we'll make it, it'll be okay. And we had kind of put it in God's hands. We said like, God, whatever you want to happen here, happen. And we put the house, the realtor came over, the house was seen by an investor the next day. They put an offer in that evening and we had sold the home in the day after closing three weeks later. Wow. Like, what just happened? What? what? It, was, it was mind boggling how fast it happened. And I think that was where the procrastination of selling stuff came from. Because again, it's one thing to talk about it. It's a whole other thing to put your stuff on Facebook for everyone to see, judge, and then price. Yes. Yeah. You know, it changes the feeling. Yeah, and that's something we talk a lot about on this show is taking action. You know, people yeah. talk about doing a lot of different things, you know, anything from what yeah. you're doing to writing a book to whatever it may be, but it's that yeah. jumping in, you know, two feet first and just diving in and doing it. So uh, yeah. I commend you for it. It's, it's pretty interesting. That. I've never talked to anyone who, who went through this actual process. So, and like you said, you're in the midst of it. It would be great yeah. to follow up with you maybe Absolutely. a few months down I the road. I love that. Yeah, so we could get kind of the, the part two of, of the move, if you will. So Absolutely. my other question is, did you 
actually visit the place you're moving to first, you didn't. Wow. Crazy. Um, I didn't do that. I did that same thing with Australia. Uh, if you are under the age of 30, the U.S. gives you, before this whole new borders thing happened, uh, if you are before the age of 30, for $375, you can buy a travel visa for a year to pretty much any country you want to go to outside of some of the, the no-fly zones. Okay. Uh, from there, you can work for three months and actually in a farm when some sort of community action and they will give you an extra year visa. And you can do that country to country to country consistently. So I didn't ever go to Australia before. And for me, it was just the excitement of doing, YouTube offers a lot of insight. There's a lot of people who do video blogs, a lot of people who blog, a lot of information where you can have a list of contacts, a list of apartments, a list of houses, everything at your fingertips really to know what you're stepping into. And the real thing that we kind of had to come to terms with was, let's say we hate it. You leave in a year. It's okay. Like that's, let's say we leave in three months. That's okay. The, the, all of these things, life keeps moving forward. And, and once you detach yourself from the present situation and realize the friends you have are still your friends, the loved ones you have are still the loved ones, the family's still family. And you recognize that a home is a roof that's sheltering and food is food that's healthy and your action and passion is still your action and passion, you can move past all of the attachments that are there. And that's a really valuable thing to up and kind of experience once or twice in your life. And that's kind of what we jumped into with this process. Yeah. And I would think that, you know, a lot of people that are listening might be saying, okay, you know, that sounds awesome, but are there any feelings of guilt on your part that you're doing this? Or is that, again, because you've somewhat done it before, um, are you able to do that? Because I could see a lot of people feeling guilty that they're actually making this big transition and um, leaving others kind of behind, so to speak, and not enjoying the life that you'll be living. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you asking that question. So I have a, and I felt that with, I I was doing acting in murder mystery theater for a company called Red Herring Productions. We would go on the Royal Gorge train and the Broadmoor Theater, and we would do these things, and we would, 200 people, we would give them these experiences in these shows. And we had a crew, we had a theater crew that we ran with, and it was a crew that I loved dearly. Uh, that was hard to tell them. It was because I, and it wasn't guilt or shame, because I have a really strong practice in my life not to feel those things. It's very important to me that. Guilt and shame are the things that really, that hit in your stomach and that disease, that dis-ease that we feel so often, I genuinely believe come from guilt and shame. So once you say, I'm no longer going to feel those, and I may feel longing, I may feel the missing feeling that I want that to continue, but we talked with them and we made that statement and we're now moving forward with an international red herring. We're going to be the first international murder mystery theater. And we'll start one in Ecuador because there's a really large expat community that's looking for entertainment. So when you have those conversations, the hard conversations is say, you guys, I'm going to miss you. Like, I love you guys. How do we, how do we make this work? It's amazing to see how many people are saying, come back anytime where you have a home. You always have a home here. And I think that made it so much better. And then also opened up opportunities that I never would have seen happen 
if not for the decision. Fantastic. No, and I appreciate you talking about the perception of guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, it's a lesson right there for, for a lot of people that do feel that it's, it's, it's so important to get past that, um, you know, to, to be able to thrive in your own right. So I, it, I appreciate you doing that. It ruled my life and probably still rules my life in a lot of ways. And I work every day practicing to make sure that because not that I'm not choosing fear, I'm choosing love. Every time I feel fear, that usually leads to guilt, that leads to shame. And that's just like, take those breaths, take the deep, deep breaths. I use a practice called tapping, where yeah, you can heard of it, yeah. tap, 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 through the, these acupuncture points. And while I do that, I just say these self-affirmations of, I love myself, I'm choosing love, I choose to release this guilt, this fear, this feeling. And that single, Thing, choosing those that decision and it's a choice to choose love over the fear has allowed me to follow my passions and make these decisions without guilt and shame so much more effectively awesome so we talked about taking action exactly what you're yeah. doing uh, with with your move uh, there's something else you like to talk about and that's how to just start can you yeah. fill us in on that I'm writing a book right now it should be finished this summer is my is the timeline that we're running on and it's just start living your dreams for those with chronic illness and it's it's for entrepreneurs for those who have chronic illness for those forever starters i have an idea oh i had an idea i've always you know these this always i want it always but i'm not willing to just start because the excuses of but if only maybe when there's some really trigger words that you hear from a lot of people, myself included, because I have always had these really big dreams. And when I was younger, it was so easy for me to sit in front of a TV. It was so easy. And then when I was motivated enough to go do something about my dreams, it was so easy for me to say, ah, if only I had the the money. When I have the money, I'm gonna do this thing. And I found myself saying these and I would get so depressed. I would get so frustrated. I would have the guilt and the shame. Then I would end up trying to cope with whatever it was with shopping, with substances, with this, with that, with eating. However, I chose to cope for that day. And I found myself just living in this perpetual cycle of if, when, but. So I spent a lot of self-reflection time thinking about how do I just start? And it really came to this, you just have to start. But that's so much easier said than done without days, hours, weeks, years of self-reflection. So I've been really processing what are the techniques, the tools, and the things that people can do to really just start? How do you build an action plan where it's not consumed by research? Because I was a researcher. That was my procrastination. If I just know enough and I research enough, we're going to be good. Then I'll know what to do and I'll have what it takes to be able to get done what I need to get done. So it just was another excuse. And I'm, I so came, coming up with this action plan, coming up with how to do these micro steps. What are habits and how do habits help us change who we are? Do I need to change who I am? Is the character pieces that I have, can I choose to be, have a growth mindset or do I have a fixed mindset? 
am I limited in my thinking and I'm using excuses or do I want to grow and change my, can I lower my ego enough to say I need to be better at ABC to get my dreams accomplished? And I think that's what this book is all about is teaching people these tools, these techniques and the things that they can really easily themselves today do. Wow. Just start. Congratulations on, on that. I love the topic. Uh, it's going to help a lot of people. I could, I could just tell because it's needed, you know, that you. the encouragement uh, to hear it from someone else who's, who's actually gone through it. Isn't that the best way to teach us through our, our lessons, uh, you know, of, of failing and then, and then getting back up and, and succeeding and to be yeah. able to pass that on to others to say, okay, I was just like you, but now I've learned how to just start. Right. Awesome. Right. Right. I appreciate you saying that a lot. And I really, uh, my hope and wish and dreams are that that's absolutely true, that it is needed by and will also be viewed and just consumed by people who genuinely would love to hear this information and have it for themselves. Because living your dream while terrifying and also while sometimes challenging is no more terrifying than the guilt and the shame and the regret that is felt by not doing it every day. It's so much easier and it's so much more rewarding. Well, hopefully by the time we have our follow-up conversation, done. you'll have that book done and we could done. link down there. <laughs> Great. So Dan, let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about emotions. Yeah. Perfect. When do you, have you ever heard of an empath? Yes. Okay. May I ask, kind of put you on the spot a little bit, what have you heard about oh. empaths? I know, I know, and it's, that's okay. And this is why I ask, because help the audience understand where your understanding is so we can have a conversation about it. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I know, you know, I know the word. I've heard the word before. I don't know if it's something, is it a person that helps you get to the other side of something? Perfect. Absolutely. Correct answer. An empath is someone who feels and experiences other people's emotions immensely and in an attuned way where it is almost all consuming. It can show in people pleasing. It can show in just a almost need to ensure because if when an empath sees someone who's struggling, it's some people can see that struggle and look away. Some people can have a border that goes up. Some people can but when they feel it as if it's their own, as if their own person being is experiencing those feelings, it, uh, it can be all consuming. When I was 13 years old, my mom told me, Daniel, why are you so consumed by everyone else's opinions, thoughts, feelings, and beings? Just be yourself. That's okay to be yourself. And I, I could not understand what she was saying because when I watched someone go through something, it was mine and it stayed mine for days for weeks and it would not leave to the point where then I would have multiple of those experiences. When I walk through an airport and I see someone crying, I can hear what that sadness is about. I can feel it. I can see it. Uh, and it's, it's a really incredible gift that I had no idea how to utilize. And it was to a point where it was almost too far to one side where it did become all consuming. So at 13, I just shut off my emotions. 
I said, you know what? You're right, mom. I'm going to be myself, my being. I'm just going to do whatever I need to do for me. And it became a little bit selfish in the sense that I had to protect myself, but also still be, exist in the world. And when I shut those emotions off, it started a pattern for the next eight years where I was just being myself and watching other people have emotions. I would still see them. I could still read them. I could still experience my own emotions, but I wasn't experiencing it. I turned them off. They were gone. And it created a side in myself that was, I got really sick. I got really, really sick because when you turn your emotions off, whether it be from trauma, whether it be from this kind of a choice, whether it be from you just have never understood what they were because they were never taught. You never saw how that worked. And if they were taught, they were taught with abuse or they were taught with some really intense things. A lot of times the emotions get shunned and you, and you have an a, a, abrasive being about you. When over the next few years as that kind of abrasive being in myself was cultivated, it created dis-ease in my body and turned into actual disease. And I see that in so many people and I see that and what I recognize is our emotions are the key to actually unlocking the heart, the mind, and the soul. The emotions are what really allow us to step into our shoes and, and when we can understand that number one, we have the emotions. Number two, the emotions don't have to rule us. They can be our greatest tool to understand what we're feeling, that this is a warning sig signal or just an, a notification. The same way you get notified on your phone that Facebook just messaged you, that LinkedIn just, they all have different notifications. They have different colors. They have different logos. They've got different dings. You know, it's the same thing with our emotions, but a lot of times the same way with the phone where we just swipe the, the notification off our phone, we swipe the emotion off our being. Or we don't swipe it off and we just ignore it and it settles in the body. And when it settles in that body and it settles over and over and you store it like your phone's hard drive, a lot of times it fills up to the point where everything starts running slow. And that's what happens with the body as well. So I've started learning that's what acupuncture points are all about. There's these points in our body that allow us to really open up these emotions that have been stored. And then by speaking and by communicating and by becoming in touch with our emotions, we can really open up this world around us where people say, I'm depressed, I feel dark. You absolutely open up, when you open your emotions up and you start realizing that's just one type of emotion, there are so many other types of joy, love, excitement, you know, energy. There's so many types of phenomenal things. The same way we have all these genres on Netflix, comedy, uh, suspense, thriller, serial killers, like Netflix is really dark right now. Hulu is really dark. But if you choose to go find those positive choices, it'll start brightening you up. It's the same thing with our emotions. And when I realized that that was the key for myself, I wanted to share it. I wanted to share it with the whole world. And that led me to starting actually connecting podcasts, which brings people together to talk about emotions, consciousness, and connecting. Because that is really what is the glue to our beings as humans. It's what connects us. And I loved the idea of people getting together and really starting something that ah, put a fire in people that wasn't negative fire. Because that's, it wasn't the negative side of it. I want the positive. And I love living in that positive. And I used to live so heavy in the negative 
so, 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 so heavy in the negative. And, I, and it wears on you. It's a burden. You can release that. And that process of actually connecting podcasts allows ah, the release to really kind of come to reality. Wow. And that's where emotions come into play. That's, I've never heard it put that way, Dan. And I, wow, our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of that. Um, I appreciate that. I, I could feel it. I mean, I, I, I could feel it. And I appreciate also the understanding of the impact, right? Because I, I, I don't know if you know like a statistic, but you know, how many people do you think have this innate ability within them, say out of 100? Mm. Okay, my true answer, everyone. I genuinely believe everyone have the ability because I think a lot of times when you're raised a certain way, you might not be raised to hone this. When you watch Mr. Rogers, I don't know if you've seen his new documentary. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And the re reason it's phenomenal is he talks about to you about getting in touch with your emotions and your being. And he talks about this spread of wildfire. And I think it's when we're raised being told that emotions are scary, especially in we've got a very masculine energy in our uh, environment right now throughout the world. Technology is very masculine at the moment. And this feminine energy where men, and it doesn't mean that you're a feminine man, it means you're in touch with the feminine energy. And those two things are very different. Understanding how to really get in touch and balance these two necessity things, the yin and the yang, are such a, uh, such a positive influence to these things. So you ask how many people are empaths, I think everyone can be, but I think people are born with it probably, probably 10% are born with it that are just naturally gifted to be able to do it every day. And I think you see those in your healers, the healers that are out there, the people who are coaches, your counselors, the people who just genuinely feel and have learned how to turn those feelings into a profession. And that's, and that's a really cool gift. And now they are teaching those skills to others in their own methodology. And I think that's what everyone tries to do is they, they feel that they have a healing message and they wanna help people heal to the best of their ability through what they've gone through and through what they see others can go through. Wow, I love it. And I, you know, personally, I'm, I'm very involved with that. Right now, I've recently made a, a career change and you know, I feel, thank you. I feel that I am intuitive and could help others, you know, very much as, as you explained. So I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you. May I ask um, what the yes. career change was? So I've been in corporate America in, um, in software uh, for the last, you know, 15 plus years. And now I'm all in on my podcast and, and media business, you know, doing what I love. And what's really interesting is that um, when I was, say, in, in middle school and high school, I was really attracted to video back then, you know, you know, before you were born, like, you know, really when, when we had the big VHS uh, cameras and I would actually edit by cutting the, 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 the tape of, of the VHS and splicing it together, like real editing. So I always had a, a love for that, but it took me 30 plus years to get there. Right. Yeah. So, so now that I'm finally here, it's, um, you know, there's, there's no better feeling. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm really happy to be having this conversation with you because it's, yeah. it's also timely for me. Yeah. Was it scary for you to, to make the switch? 
Uh, you know what? I, again, I, I have to answer that honestly. I've been, I've been preparing for it for a long time. Oh, so I was more than ready. Was it scary? Yes, of course. It always is. You know, having that conversation with my wife, especially. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, it, it, it's 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 the energy that I've always wanted is here, you know, and, and it's just amazing. And you're doing a wonderful job, man. Like you're just doing so you've, you've opened up a lot of different lives, a lot of stories. And I think you're connecting to a lot of people. And uh, my hat's off to you because it takes a lot of courage, bravery and just just to start. And you started and you've done it and you're doing it. It's really Thanks. cool. No, I appreciate it. So you did say something in, in, in your last statement about consciousness, and I'd love yeah. to see if we could explore that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, again, I, you know, I think we all have this kind of understanding of our, of our you know, consciousness. We talked about being present yeah. earlier, uh, our subconscious. You know, where, where do you fit in when it comes to talking about consciousness and really what it is and what it's all about? Mm-hmm. So consciousness for me started when I heard this voice in my head giving me advice. It's this, let's call, some people call it God, some people call it yourself, some people call it, and I started deciding, do I want to listen to this voice? And when I really started listening to the voice, I found there was two voices. There was a voice that kind of said, oh, try it this way. And there was a voice that said, try it. You should try it this way. I said, okay, well, let's try both of these hats on. Let's see how this feels. Let's see who I want to listen to. And I understand both voices are my own. I understand that they both, but I didn't understand that then. I've, you know, so I had to really go into this and just open, let's take all thoughts off the board. Because a lot of times when you hear about talking voices, you go schizophrenia. That's what that is. It's terrifying. So I just, I wanted to be really distanced from that. And I wanted to understand what's happening here. That's, that what's going on. So once I recognized I could have thought about thought, that's consciousness. I can have an idea that is what feels like not my own. And I've come to term it as a download. I have a download of information where I then can choose in my being to action to think, to process, to ponder, and there's a million other things, to, to feel. So there's, so I started defining these words and really started discussing with myself, how does this work? And I started asking other people, do you have an inner voice? And that's been fascinating to ask those questions because there's been about 10% of the population that says they do not. I, I've often found that, uh, I speak with people who have autism will often say they do not have that inner voice. And I find that to be so fascinating because they just take action. They take action and they take action and they're readily taking action. It's not a thought process behind it. It's just, this is who I am. This is how I see it. And I do. And I love that, especially when someone who's autistic or, or is, is on the spectrum can experience and is able to do that with a positive mentality behind them. Because oftentimes the world is so cruel. Like, they can experience really hard things. And the, the life that they've signed up for on this, this earth has been one where it's not easily met sometimes. So I've really strived to help them be their best selves. Because when someone is a truly action-oriented person, 
and then also doesn't have to have the thought process of thinking and just goes with feeling and their feeling is genuinely creole intention Ooh, watch out that's a storm that's a powerful storm so understanding and then understanding that when people do choose the voice of this other voice that kind of leads you astray a little bit and i say astray only because i've tried it and every single time i go down that path for some reason it ends up biting me and that's where i came to discover this whole thing called karma and however you decide karma or balance i like to use balance better because i the idea of i punch someone and i get punched back has never resounded with me but i do understand the understanding of light and dark positive negative you know with its duality and when we live on this earth duality having two sides to everything is a pretty standard thing that you see across the board which gives us spectrum and that spectrum is something that i've loved to delve in on all the different environments and that's where i like to play so the spectrum of consciousness is great because you've got the spectrum out here which is you take a dose of a psychedelic of some sort and you get to talk with elves and the, the beings of the universe that control the universe with levers. And then you've got the universe and spectrum over here where it's just action oriented thought. And you've got a dog that just does what a dog does. And it's their Dharma. The, a dog does what a dog does. A dog <laughs> will bite if it needs to, you know, and that's what it is. So this spectrum of what, and then let's go even further to does a stone have consciousness? Does a bug have the ability to perceive? And if it's a different type of perception than we are, is that any less so than we are? What is it that is a hierarchy? Who decides the heart hierarchy? And if you can understand that all is all, that we are one, it, you can start seeing that these things have, they have being, that's a being. And that's so powerful when you can find that love exudes from here from here and from here because it opens up things and it teaches valuable lessons that are just awe-inspiring and i i would again that's what actually connecting is all about in talking about these things and allowing people to start coming to terms with you know what maybe the way we're treating the world you're not bad for treating the world the way we have People make mistakes. We, we try things and we test and we experiment. Maybe that's not the best path, but we have the ability to take a great pause like we've done here with COVID. We can take a great pause and start thinking, is there a different way we choose to move through life as conscious, emotional, thinking, feeling beings with other emotional, conscious, thinking, feeling beings on this emotional conscious thinking feeling being that we're flying through space in this consciousness of existence that we're in and that's a lot on a lot on a lot on a lot and you have to pull it back into our perspective and that perspective is ego and that ego is where we have to be able to be humble enough to say i think i do i feel I apologize, I forgive, I try again, and we do again better. Or we do again worse. That's the essence of this balance that we have and this thing that we're doing. And it's, 
it could make me, it brings me to tears because it's so beautiful. And I, I'm so excited to be able to spread this message and offer this insight because I think a lot of people have it. And it's, it's one that can I think, genuinely make this world a better place in the world that, we, that we're living in. Wow. Again, Dan, like I, you know, go into these interviews with really no expectations one way or the other, but I'm just blown away by your maturity, really, of, of all this. Um, and not that age has anything to do with it, but sometimes it takes years to figure kind of this stuff out. One of the books um, uh, I've read, I don't know if you ever heard of it, it's called Transurfing. No. Um, really, really good. Um, it talks about uh, really the whole spectrum idea that, that you just explained, but um, the, the author whose name is Vadim Zeeland, um, he explains it as a, as a pendulum, right? And there's, there's two extremes to everything. And um, it's a 78-day practice where you read one passage a day. Oh, I love 78 it. days. And it's very, very powerful. Um, but, you know, sometimes it takes reading a book like this mm-hmm. or several books like this mm-hmm. or other things to, to, to appreciate this and everything you just said. So um, we're all about raising the level of consciousness. That's what we're trying to do on our show through the stories of others. So to have a guest on that's actually talking about this is rare, you know, quite rare. And I appreciate it. And, and I'm sure our listeners, this is really this is what I consider gold content. So let's keep going. I know we just have a couple of more yeah. uh, topics to cover. Yeah. And I, I appreciate your time. Yeah. And our audience's time for hanging in with us. Yeah. Let's, let's bring this now into, and you, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but let's talk about healing. Um, you talked about how things could s- settle in us if we, if they build up the guilt, the shame, all that. Mm-hmm. How do we heal? How do, is, it, is it a lot of what you've been saying um, to, with the ego and, and all that? How do we begin to heal? Mm-hmm. So everything we've talked about are the definitions and just putting the game on the table. Like we've, we've got a board now that we can have a conversation around. Your body's the board. You know, you're the piece. And the board is the earth, let's say, as the analogy will have it. Um, understanding that there's that connection, I think is the first part to hearing and healing. And really the first step to healing is choosing to make the decision to be better. You you just, because if you don't want to get better and you don't want to choose, you're on your path and that's your journey. And I, I welcome you with open arms when you're ready to choose. And sometimes Everyone needs to have that low pit. You have to have the, what they call the darkness of the soul. You have to go through the darkness to really realize how valuable the light is. And that's okay. You are, you are, you are enough and you are safe and you are loved. That's the one message I want to tell you through and through. For those who are choosing to heal and are ready with open ears and an open mind, it's lowering that ego and listening to your thoughts and recognizing what patterns you have to the point where you can say, I'm ready to change this. Because when you ask yourself, what is it that really is wrong here? What is it that I really want to be better at? 
you know. You, you hear it. Deep down, you know. And you might not want to hear it. You might not want to go there. You might reject it. It, it might sting. And, you might be, and that's where a lot of times when the sting happens, we cope. Blame. And Tony Robbins teaches intentional blaming. You know, when your parents screw you up, your parents gave you an opportunity to learn how to heal so you can teach others how to heal. And that's incredible. And I think that's where the reason I'm writing this book a lot of ways for entrepreneurs, forever starters, you know, and chronic illness is because the people with chronic illness are those who have the healing that they're holding on to. They don't want to heal yet. And it's not that you don't want to, of course you want to heal. I'm not saying that, but there's something deep down and it probably is not physical. That's the real issue. It's emotional. And when you recognize that it's, there are these things, Louise Hay has a book, heal your body. If you are looking to heal your body, get this book, start listening to her downloads, go listen to her YouTube every night before you go to sleep, listen to it every morning when you wake up and you will start to see a change. You will hear her words and you will hear in this book affirmations where you can speak these affirmations. The one that I'm reading right now, there's two of them. As all is well, everything is working out for my highest good. Out of this situation, only good will come. I am safe. Because I can be so scared to move forward. I, can, I get scared in today's environment that we live in. As a self-proclaimed hypochondriac kind of, you know, I can get hit by some of these things. And having this affirmation, and her book gives hundreds of affirmations, if you're having a bladder control issue, here's an affirmation. Here's where it's settling in the body and why it's coming up. And when you really start delving into this, you realize she's onto something. She's onto something deep. And I think with chronic illness for me came wisdom, like you talked about earlier. It was with having to go through some really serious stuff because my emotions were turned off and because I was choosing to cope and choosing some tools that probably weren't very healthy for me. And when I recognized that, and really kind of decided to go through the sludge, chose to do those next steps. Incredible things await you. Incredible, incredible things. And they are waiting for you whenever you're ready. Wow. Dan, this has been a, an amazing conversation. Uh, I would like to ask you one more question off of that, yeah. if, if I may. And that's, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you hope to achieve here? Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm not really asking you to predict the future, but look, we're all trying to do our part to change the world. And um, I know you're just beginning this new journey, but uh, if, can you kind of give us a little bit of insight? What's, what's in your heart? Like where, where do you want to take this in five, 10 plus years? Thank you for asking that question. I would like Number one, to get into a position where my cup is overflowing to the point where other people can just have so much. Because in the past, when I got a little bit of water, I would give it to, and give it and give it and give it. And then I would take a little sip and I would get dehydrated and I would get sick myself. So I've really been focusing on learning boundaries, learning how to say yes to the appropriate things, say no to the appropriate things. And I think for my internal self today, present moment, that's the next step. That will lead 
to teaching others to do this through books, podcasts, and healing retreats. We will open healing retreats around the world that will allow people to come and have a safe place to feel love, to feel healing, and to really feel the, the joy that is out there to be experienced. And that will lead to a methodology that allows myself to fulfill my fullest passion, which is clean water. I want to see, and right now we live in an environment where the oceans have a lot of plastic, India's going through some intense stuff with pollution in their water. When you look at America's water, the systems are really antiquated. And as an inventor, because that's who I am, my soul, as an, I invent things, and that's what's allowed me to continue living my life the way I do. And I, I would love to invent pieces that really brought, that were able to clean the oceans and were able to get personal water. Because right now with these systems that we have, I did some tests recently on water. And if you ever get a chance and you have the, the money, do a test on your water. Do an ORP test and do a test on bacteria and what's in your water. And you'll find that there's oftentimes, even if you're using the purified filter, I thought that was enough. And I was using the filter and I kept getting dehydrated. I kept getting, and those filtration units get rid of chlorine. And that's phenomenal. It's really good. But when you see everything else that's in there, and then when you see that the water that's being recycled over and over and over is actually dead water, and no water is genuinely dead, but it's, it's dead water. It's, innate, it's a very low, it's toxic. And we're drinking toxic water over and over and expecting our bodies to heal. But cancer only thrives in an acidic environment. You have to have an alkaline, if in an alkaline environment, you can't, it doesn't exist anymore. It, it really heals, your body heals itself. So once you start feeding yourself alkaline water, and I did tests on the alkaline water in the grocery stores, these 9.5s, they're, all they are are baking soda. Baking soda that makes the, it go up, but they're using water that fundamentally is the base is not right. So once you recognize and start learning, and I'm gonna write a book on how water works, how the body works, how food works, because that's the next step. You have to get started, and once you get started, you realize that you maybe don't have enough to keep going. That's where this, that next book will come into play. Because I want to teach people how to really take the next step in their mental, physical, personal health so they can then follow their dreams and help me accomplish my dreams as well. Because I know that's what we're doing here. It's win, win, win. And that's what it's all about. So the goal is to win in the self so we can win in the sharing, so we can win in the healing, so we can win in a greater being. So the earth in turn wins as well. I think that's the future goal for my being. And if I accomplish, when I accomplish that, that will be a fun day. Wow. We'll celebrate together. Absolutely. Wow, Dan. Uh, quick question, because again, yeah. I'm sure people are thinking it. What's the best water we, that we can drink right now? It's a great question. It's a detailed question. Uh, there's a lot of so, such the, the water system I currently use is my process was I learned about a company called Kangen Water. Kangen Water, it's a alkaline oxidized water, and they use electricity to reinvigorate the water. They use a purification system to purify the water. And that is how I was introduced into this process. It's an MLM and they have their own methodology and their own beliefs. Some stores will give the water away for free. Some stores will sell the water by the gallon. 
I was personally introduced to an environment where it was given to me for free after you buy a bag. Okay. That was a really awesome way to be introduced to this, but I had to be refilling it over and over and over again. What I eventually went to was a life water, uh, it's called life water uh, ionized water machine. It was expensive. It was right around $1,500. And I, not having a large intestine, chose to make that investment for my own well-being. And I, since then, have not been in the hospital from dehydration. And that, and I was, when I tested Pedialyte, when I tested Gatorade, they were some of the lowest on the scale of acidity. They were terrible. And I just couldn't believe that I'd been told and sold this lie that was harming me in the long run. So not everyone can go buy a $1,500 water machine. And that's what I'm talking about by this goal of getting people clean water affordably. There is a way and I will find that way and I will. And if you out there are, or have this idea or want to build this with me, reach out to me. Please, please reach out to me because I would love to build this with you and build the team because I've already built the team and we join the team or I'll join your team or what it doesn't, credit doesn't matter. Let's just do it because that's the most important part. And I would love to be a part of that. If let's say you can't afford that, go search Kangen, K-A-N-G-E-N water. And they've got distribution centers all around and try the water for a month and just see how you feel. And I, I wish and pray that you will have an experience where it's not killing your wallet and, it's, and you get someone who offers you the healing and the health that I experienced in Colorado Springs with Cynthia's water setup. And I, I, that's what I hope for you. And if not, reach out to me and let's talk about it because genuinely there's other ways to figure it out. And there's a lot of different methods. So I don't want to say there's just one, but that's where I would start looking. But if you're in the grocery store or you stop at a convenience store, I mean, what, what type of water is there? Uh, you know, there's so, all different kinds. Okay. Is there anything you recommend? Just that try to drink the alkaline waters. Alkaline. Drink okay. a higher, higher pH alkaline water is going to be your best bet all the way across the board. Great. Great. Yep. Awesome. Dan, it's been great. If people want to contact you, we'll put the links in the show notes, but what's Perfect. the best way to reach out to you? So, uh, Facebook is wonderful, you know, uh, D brew or at I am D Dan brew. That's kind of the tags all the way across all my socials is at I am Dan brew. And you can reach me at all those different pieces. Also danbrew.com. That's the one where you'll see all the socials. You'll see all the stuff. I've got the podcast there and all the introductory stuff that you will need to kind of start the process. Fantastic. And the name of the podcast again, actually connecting podcast. Fantastic. Dan Brew, you're amazing. Uh, congratulations. Good luck on your move. Welcome yeah. to the American Real family. And we're going to be in touch. We'll do this again. Roger Brooks, you're a gift, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, pal. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. 
reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.